Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Silence Voice. Today we'll be analyzing the novel Frankenstein, written by Mary Shelley. The novel was written in 1831 and reaccounts the, the events of Victor Frankenstein and his ambitious character to reanimate the dead. The plot of the story follows Victor's life and the consequences of playing the role of God and creating life in the form of a hideous fiend. Specifically today, we'll be discussing a character in the book named Elizabeth Lavenza and her subsequent silencing and the impact of it. Through Elizabeth, we can see the role of a passive female character who particularly had no say and very little power. Theodore will be bringing in four characters from the novel to voice their opinions on the topic. Thank you, Justin, for inviting me here today. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Victor Frankenstein, and I have come back from the dead to discuss the topic of the silenced voice of Elizabeth. I feel that my personal opinion and voice needs to be heard because I was a very prominent figure in Elizabeth's life and I got to witness a lot of her personal mannerisms and see how she developed as a woman. I met Elizabeth during an early stage of my life when my mother Caroline Frankenstein and father Alpenese Frankenstein adopted her from a very poor family in Milan, Italy. We were raised as brother and sister. But when we reached the appropriate age, my father arranged our marriage, and it was my mother's dying wish that we would be united together forever. As we were growing up, I developed a particular interest in natural philosophy and studies of that such, whereas my sister was more of a homebody as her day-to-day -day routine consisted of taking care of the homestead since my mother had passed. Right from the beginning, it seemed that Elizabeth's personal life was taken from her because of this obligation that my mother had left her. I remember my mother actually telling her, Elizabeth, my love, you must supply my place to my younger children, whereas my parents were strong believers that I should continue my education and attend the University of Ingolstadt, thus giving me the opportunity to develop my own personal, independent life, something that Elizabeth never had because my parents insisted that she would stay at home and take care of the household. Instead, she was more of a silenced female, cooped up inside while I pursued my studies in natural philosophy and unfortunately pursued a distant ambition that I very much regretted later on because of the destruction, torment this caused to everyone around me as well as the living hell that I was forced to suffer, but I would prefer not to talk about it right now. In seeing this, I dreaded that I regret that loomed over my head when I returned home to Geneva. Even after we had eventually became lovers, I still had chosen to take my friend, Henry Clerval, over my fiancée, Elizabeth. I decided to introduce Elizabeth to Henry because she had no real understanding of my personal professions or occupations and felt that she did not play an important role in terms of my career. She indefinitely was not as beneficial as Henry with regards to my career, but that being said, Henry himself was still very useful in this situation other than the fact that he would keep me company, yet I still chose him over my own fiancé. I can even remember when I said, the presence of my friend in no way was to be an impediment and truly I rejoiced that thus I would be saved many hours lonely, maddening reflection. My own fiancé was a passive individual, and I felt that she was always in the background because of the way she lived and the way that she was always raised. Elizabeth never had that big of a say in anything that she did in her life, particularly her orphaned upbringing and later the unfortunate death of my mother. I believe that those significant personal events 
truly impacted the way that she was. Next, we are joined by Justine Moritz, who has her own opinion to share. Hi, my name is Justine Moritz, and I have been invited here today to voice my opinion on the topic of Elizabeth, who had a silenced voice and is a dear friend to me. I was adopted by the Frankenstein family at a young age and witnessed Victor and the entire family grow up. Despite me being a servant of their family, I was never considered to be below anyone in the household. Caroline Frankenstein cared for me to the greatest of her abilities and treated me like I was her own child and in return I tried to give back all the love that was provided to me. Due to the fact that I was always by Caroline's side, I have developed many traits that she personally had that had me play the motherly role within the house and support the other members of the family in the household, especially Victor, as he was the most affected by the mother's death. The typical days went on in my life until that one dreaded days occurred when my youngest brother William was murdered. My siblings and I went for a walk around the town and decided to play hide and seek. William and I decided to hide on a farm. I got tired and fell asleep on a pile of hay while my younger brother decided to hide close by so that he will never get lost. I should have never made this decision, as when I woke up, instead of seeing my siblings running around, I woke up to the sight of William laying on the ground, lifeless, with, strang with strangle marks on his throat. I panicked and did not know what to do, so instead of running t for help, I stayed by his side. I was unsure if the murderer was close by and waiting my to attack me next. In the later days, I was then accused of committing this crime and my court date was showing up soon. I was accused of this crime because of the picture my mother that William always held was found in my pocket. I was soon convicted of murder and sentenced to death for a crime I didn't commit. During my trial, I felt very lonely and angry at the world as I couldn't fight for my own innocence. I felt trapped and I didn't help seeing my friends who believed in me deeply not be able to do or say anything that would tip the court in my favor. I also did not help my case how the death happened to be part of this family because the emotional release that was caused placed a very depressing mood on the family. Elizabeth, my closest friend, was like one who tried to comfort me during those difficult times and gave me a stronger will to survive and believe that at the end of the trial I would be safe. She also tried her best to convince the people around her how I was innocent about how what happened to poor William was just a coincidence that I also happened to be there. Doing this brought some hope to me. She would also help plan ways with me in deciding how I would approach the court to speak my part in convincing that I was innocent. However, in the end, all that Elizabeth did for me was meaningless because in the eyes of the court, her words meant nothing and was just a little story trying to defend me. This was also the case since she was, an, she, she was only an influential character to the family and friends around her and no large impact on the townspeople, since she always stayed at home and never truly got an opportunity to voice her opinion. This was very sad for me because it showed me how she truly cared for me and believed in my innocence. However, there was no way for her to explain that to the court since she was silenced from the people around her and the court had no real listen, reason to listen to her pleads for my survival in life. The thoughts going through their mind when determining my outcome were probably wondering why would they listen to two town girls who never made an impact on the people around them. Thank you, Justine. Next up, we have the monster sharing his own bit. Hi. Hello. So, for starters, I don't really have just one name. I'm often referred to by Victor as the monster, fiend, the devil, and lastly, vile insect. 
I feel as though my perspective is quite important and very valuable, as I was a huge thorn in Victor's side, and he was the closest link to Elizabeth. I must admit that I myself had quite the obsession with Victor, my creator. I was able to see into his life quite a bit and analyze key parts of it, hence my many murders in regards to Victor's loved ones. I did whatever it took in order to get to Victor for what he had done to me. He created me, then immediately abandoned me after my creation, and even refused to create a mate for me later on, leaving me all alone and isolated in the world. Due to this, little by little, kill by kill, I slowly made my way closer and closer to Victor. While committing these mischievous murders, I had no real regard for who I was killing. All I knew was that they would serve as stepping stones for me to get to Victor. Honestly, I feel as though Elizabeth was the easiest target for me as Victor was certain I would attempt to kill him on his wedding night. So when Victor left her side for just a moment, not thinking that I would target her instead of him, I struck. It was quick and easy. Elizabeth's death was the most fulfilling. She was a very key person in Victor's life and she didn't put up much of a fight. To me personally, she didn't carry much value as her life to me carried little significance and it was, wasn't was just because I didn't know who she was. It's because she hadn't really done anything to harm me personally. Prior to me murdering her, I had no contact with her. But because of the way Victor never mentioned her or had her around, it showed me just how insignificant she really was. Her only purpose was to stay by Victor's side. Many, if not all, may think what I've done is wrong. However, in comparison to whatever I have experienced, her suffering was nothing. Elizabeth was merely a pawn in a game of chess. I was small, a small part of a bigger picture. During her life, Elizabeth had very little impact on the others around her, although she sacrificed so much for them. This doesn't come to a shock to me because her voice was never truly heard. I see this through the many letters I read from Victor to Elizabeth and how little her words truly influenced and affected him. If it wasn't for my obsession with Victor, I wouldn't have ever seen this woman. Poor Elizabeth was none other than a gentle and affectionate disposition. With her primary task of being a caregiver for her family, Finally, we have Elizabeth herself voicing her opinion on this topic. I'm Yusufus saying it is an honor to be on the show and have this segment centered around me and my life. Everyone here today has shared their own part of my life and most of them have been surprisingly accurate. I did in fact feel like I was a sound voice. I was overlooked by many, left alone, and forced into a submissive lifestyle. From a very young age, I was assigned a role. As Victor mentioned, I was to care for my for our family and pick up where my mother left off. But there is a lot to my story that no one has shared here personal battles that no one but myself knows about. That is why I think I provide an important perspective to this segment. Like I said, much of my life was spent at home, tending to the house and living a lonely and at times a lifestyle with large feelings of rejection and being unwanted. I never had much of a say in anything at home, was never encouraged to pursue an education, and to the people I was close with, I had to watch them live out these interesting lives outside of their respective homes, especially the men in my life. This is a vital reason why I got into writing letter writing specifically, to loved ones and most notably Victor. I felt powerful writing because for once I, was being, I wasn't being told what to say. 
What I wrote in those letters were a personal way of retreatment from me, from the unsatisfying life I was living. This passion of letter writing is one I would try to bring out in Victor, whom I knew was like me, dealing with a lot of personal battles himself. Write, dearest Victor. One line, one word. I entreat you. Write. Uh, that was the conclusion to one of my letters to Victor, pleading him to write back, back to me and my family, as we longed for any response from him. Uh, we hoped and prayed that I hoped and prayed that just like myself, a side to him known as ever seen may come out through writing. And a huge problem in my life that contributed to my feeling of rejection and silence was Victor's constant disappearances in secret life. Victor had a very prominent independent life, one I had very little knowledge of. I looked up to him and we were very close, but when we became lovers later on in my life, I knew it would lead to my destruction. I was a simple woman to myself, and specifically silent. Whereas Victor was the complete opposite, an intelligent, confident man with tons of history. And ironically, it was his history and his own line of work that led to my destruction. I was taken out just like my life would have predicted, passively and unknowingly. But what specifically upset me was Victor's inability to relax and really develop a relationship with me. My letters were a cry of communication and personal connection to Victor, a longing for a relationship. And no matter how many letters I sent, how many stories I told, I was still the same Elizabeth to Victor just another person whom he picked his work over. This is the untold truth of the tale of this is the untold truth of the tale Victor told. I was in the background, and just like my normal any individual longed for an understanding and knowledge of this realm my other half was going through and venturing into. In this tale I was overlooked from the beginning by my mother. Instead of challenging me to break out of the typical life of a woman, I was thrown back into this same old stay at home lifestyle. Right there, my voice of spontaneity was taken away from me. I was silenced. This would later lead to my demise when I began to love a man who didn't provide me with the support I needed. All Victor did was add to the lingering feeling of passiveness associated with myself and everything he did. Instead of supporting me, I was left alone, chosen over friends, left at home, puzzled and unaware of what was going on in his own life, as if I needed more of that. And unfortunately, this lack of knowledge towards Victor, Victor's personal life, was what gripped me at the throat and left me dead. A vile creature in the form of the monster that took me out with no remorse, solidifying this never-ending reality of silence in my life. Thank you everyone for being here today. Everyone raised some good points and contributed to this untold side of the story that sees beloved Elizabeth as a suppressed, silenced individual. I have one final question for the monster and Victor. How do you guys feel Elizabeth contributed to your life as a whole? Elizabeth, although positive, was a person of pure sacrifice. She really represented a character who gave her life for others. Whether it was a lifetime of caring for her own home, or waiting patiently for me as I fulfilled my duties in natural philosophy, she really contributed greatly to this huge topic of sacrifice that was present in the story. Dear Victor, it is very true that Elizabeth really did give a lot for others. Monster, do you have anything else to add? I do. I don't really know if my creator would admit it, but Elizabeth really did seem to keep Victor sane. With all the stress that Victor endured throughout his life, she was a silent voice, but her presence, when given the chance, was vital in keeping Victor in check. The meaning in this novel hovers a lot around the topic of new discovery and the way that it can corrupt an individual. And from what I have read and witnessed, it really told me that Elizabeth was a missing link in Victor's life and that time and time again, he would take advantage of her and her help. 
Very good points and opinions. Thank you guys for sharing your thoughts on the topic of the silence voice of Elizabeth. This concludes the end of our show. We appreciate everyone who, turned, who tuned in today and hope to continue this discussion elsewhere. Bye. Thank you.